Let us pray. And immediately I saw in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. Revelation 4, 2 Jesus, as I press into the deeper things of God, I thank you that your familiar spirit of comfort and love surrounds me. As I bask in your glory, I thank you that through the reading of Revelation, I can be taken up into the beauty and splendor of your throne room. In the same way that John heard and saw the angels flying around your throne, Lord, show me and let me hear the praises of your greatness in everything that I do. When I look around, let the evidence of your glory and splendor fill my sight as the beauty of your throne room is revealed to me in spirit and in truth. May your continued faithfulness be felt in my life. May my praises echo loud in the throne room of grace, like the angels above. For no matter how glorious I think you are, I know that, like your throne room, there are different levels of your greatness. And I can't wait to explore them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com The Throne Room of God In this story, John has been exiled after being dipped in a vat of boiling oil. As he sits on the shores of Patmos, God comes to him in a vision. John writes in poetry and metaphor to describe his vision of God's throne room. We are taken up with John, beholding God's majesty and glory, inspired by the book of Revelations. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. We are making our way all the way through the Bible, and it is an incredible adventure. In our previous episode, we heard the conclusion of the book of Acts as Paul arrived in Rome and was able to openly share the gospel there for two years. Though his life eventually ended at the hands of a cruel Roman despot, an evil emperor by the name of Nero, his work and witness continues bearing fruit even to this very day. Today we'll begin to see through the eyes of the Apostle John and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit a vision for the future and an opportunity to look at the very throne room of God and the hope that we have in heaven. So let's listen now to reading from the Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Exiled on the island of Patmos, I was sitting on the bluffs, watching the darkened waves crash against the jagged rocks below. The clouds were dark and heavy, soon to burst forth with rain. 
The wind howled against my bruised and scarred skin. Persecution for the gospel had left me scarred and alone, destined to die on an island away from my loved ones. I closed my eyes and sought God, and what I heard behind me was like a bellowing thunder. The trumpet-like voice shook my bones, saying, Everything you are about to see, write down, for these will be spread among the churches of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Discerning that it was the voice of God, I got my parchment and quill and began to write. I turned away from the waves to see behind me a vision of the Lord. I saw seven golden lampstands glistening with flames and wonder. Among the lamps was one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe and golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was pure white, not from age, but from sheer glory. His feet were like steady bronze, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. I looked to see seven stars held in his right hand, and from his mouth was a sharp, two-edged sword. His face shone like a thousand galaxies. His presence was indescribable. When I saw him, I fell onto my face as though dead. I could not comprehend what my eyes were seeing, and I became afraid. A gentle hand reached out to me and touched my shoulder. His presence was as warm as I remembered. It was Jesus. His voice was like rushing waves in a gentle stream, all at once. Fear not, he told me, for I am the first and the last. I died and now I live forevermore. I alone hold the keys of death and Hades. My mind was fixed on his greatness, so he reminded me to write what he was saying down so that it might be known to the churches. He then uttered encouragements, rebukes, and calls to all seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. His voice was gentle, but his tone was resolute. After this I looked up. There was a door standing by itself, opened up to heaven. From the door I heard a resounding voice shouting, Come and see! As the voice commanded, I was taken off of my feet and lifted to heaven, rushed through the gates of time and space. I was in the Spirit and standing before the throne of God. He who sat on the throne had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian, the depth of red almost like blood. Around the throne was a rainbow, its color was a deep emerald. I looked around the throne and behold, there were twenty-four smaller thrones surrounding it. Seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in pure white with gold crowns. Lightning flashed violently, and I fixed my gaze on the throne above all. Thunder rolled. Emerging from the floor were seven torches of pure fire. It forced me to look below where I was standing. The floor was like a calm sea, as still as glass, yet still alive and moving. I gazed upon the beings standing behind the throne and fell backwards. Behind and beside the throne were four living creatures. They were massive and looming above the throne room like majestic guardians. One creature was like a lion. The second had the strength of an ox. The third had the face of a man. And the fourth was like an eagle flying in the midst of the throne room. All beasts had six wings and eyes wrapping around their heads. They dwelled in majesty, singing with deep voices like thunder, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. All were in reverence to the one sitting on the throne, 
And as the mighty beasts flapped their wings and sang glory to God, the twenty-four elders knelt before him, laying their crowns at his feet. Their voices were as one, singing poetry to God. It resounded in my very soul as they sang, Worthy are you, God, to receive glory and power, for you are the creator of all things, and by your will they exist. Then all became silent. The one sitting on the throne held a scroll in his hand with seven seals. An angel spoke behind me, saying, Who is worthy to open the seven seals? I looked and saw a vision of many men and women attempting to break the seals. Yet no one could open the scroll. I knew in my heart it contained life itself and wisdom beyond measure. So I began to weep, lamenting the unopened scroll. One of the elders touched my shoulder from behind and whispered, Weep no more. For the Lion of Judah, the Root of David, has conquered death. He can open the scroll. My tears ceased when I saw him. Behold, standing before me was him, the Lamb of God. He bore the scars of slaughter, still bloodied and bruised by the cruelty of man. He took the sealed scroll in his hand. All the elders and creatures erupted in praise, singing, Worthy are you to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood we are ransomed for God. Every tribe, language, and nation will know that you are God. Even more angels emerged, singing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Honor, glory, and blessings. I watched as every living creature in heaven and on earth worshipped the bruised and crucified King. Its beauty was beyond words. We begin today's reading with John on the island of Patmos. He is an older man, exiled because of persecution, as he said, for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Many, if not all of his friends, had faced death for the cause of the gospel, but God had not yet called him home. He was not yet finished with the apostle John, though he was the last man standing. The Lord had a message for John to deliver, one of extreme importance about hope, the hope of heaven, and how we can endure even under persecution as we look forward to the return of Christ and the promise of heaven. We heard how God spoke to John with a thundering voice like a loud trumpet and told him to write down what he was about to say and about to show him. He was to record what he saw and send it in a book to the seven churches throughout Asia. As John turned towards the voice that he heard, he saw something that was incredible. Seven golden lampstands, and in the center was a marvelous man wearing a long robe and a golden sash. And this picture of portrait was none other than Jesus himself. He looked so different from when John had last seen him on a cross, then in a resurrection, and ascending into the clouds. But it was truly Jesus. Symbolically, he held seven stars in his hands, signifying his sovereignty and ownership over all who follow him. Out of his mouth came a double-edged sword, indicating that he is the judge supreme. So what did John do? Did he at first run joyfully to greet his friend Jesus, whom he had not seen for decades? He was, after all, the one Jesus loved, and John loved Jesus. Well, in reality, John fell on his face. It was as though he were dead. He was in awe, in wonder of what he was seeing. He saw the glory and majesty of Christ. John felt unworthy and even terrified. Surely he was as good as dead because he had seen the face of God. 
But Jesus spoke to him tenderly and gently, telling him, do not fear, for he, Jesus, is the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega, the one who holds the keys to death and Hades. Jesus again told him to write down what he was about to see and hear. These were important messages, beginning with specific words to the seven churches in Asia Minor. These were words of encouragement, rebuke, comfort, correction, warning, and witness. Words like these to the church at Laodicea, found in Revelation 3, 19 and 20. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. And though these were specific instructions given to specific strategic churches at the time, these are words we need to hear today. As a matter of fact, there are no doubt people listening to me right now and God's word today that need to open the door of their hearts and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. He is knocking at your heart's door, and if you will open the door by faith and invite him in, he will come in and live in your life, and you will know eternal life and the forgiveness of your sins. Next, John looked up and saw heaven opening when he heard a voice calling him to come up and see. He was lifted off his feet and translated up into heaven, into a place that he had never seen. It was God's throne room, and it was marvelous, majestic, magnificent. The description John gives conveys immense beauty and majesty and glory. And in this incredible room, there were 24 elders dressed in white and wearing crowns. These were very important figures. This much is clear. These 24 elders represent the church of all ages, God's people, both Old Testament and New Testament saints. But they weren't alone, for John saw four living creatures with wings. The creatures sang praises to God, worshiping Him in His throne room. These were angelic messengers and witnesses and worshipers. What an incredible sight. I can only begin to imagine how overwhelming this would have been for John. As he looked around the room, the throne room of God, there was one unmistakable reality. God is holy, 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 and Jesus Christ is Lord. He is worthy of all of our praise. He is alone worthy. He is altogether worthy, and he is always worthy. All these beings were created beings, and it was God who created them all. Let us never lose the wonder of the greatness of God and the glory in the presence of God, not only in his spirit today, but when we are in his presence forever. As we heard in the scripture today, something then amazing happens. A question is asked, who is worthy? to open the seals, the seals of judgment. And only one could come forward who was worthy, the one whom we just proclaimed, Jesus. And John, though he was greatly saddened that no one was worthy to open the seals in heaven or in earth, he then rejoiced and was told not to weep, for Jesus himself would open the seals. The root of David, the Lion of Judah, he had conquered death, and he could open the scroll. He is commanding all of the history and the destiny of the world and eternity. John saw Jesus in all of his glory, the Lamb of God standing before him. Jesus took the scroll and all began to cry out, worthy, worthy, worthy. Why? Because Jesus is God. God is Jesus, and he is the one we worship. 
It was this truth that John had embraced so many years ago when he followed Christ on earth. And though he had only a faint understanding of what all of this meant, he was now given a vision of heaven itself and the hope that we have in Christ. We're told of things that are yet to come in the earth of great tribulation and of an antichrist and of judgment, but we're told most of all that our God reigns. What a marvelous sight to behold, and this was just the beginning. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the book of Revelation, which not only speaks to yesterday, but speaks to today and tomorrow and forever. The hope that we have in Christ, what we know is that he is alive, that Jesus is Lord, and that we can put our faith and trust in him. May we live every day in this hope and look forward to the day we see Jesus face to face. Amen. I want to thank you for once again listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. One thing that you can do to follow up on what we're reading together in the scriptures is to go to jackgraham.org. That's me, jackgraham.org. And there are resources galore that you can find and grow in your Christian faith. There is a study in the book of Revelation, for example, that you may want to check out. We have a book called All Things New, all about the book of Revelation, and you can find it at jackgraham.org. So let me encourage you to go there and be encouraged in your faith as you walk with Christ. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Hello, I'm Dr. Tony Evans, and I'm excited to have you join me on this new podcast, Heroes in the Bible. Come to me, boy. You and your God will crumble beneath my feet. He beckoned the giant and said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and creator of the stars. You know, we all have giants that we face in our life. And when you understand that the greatness of God affects our ability to handle the giants of life, it will encourage, inspire, and challenge all of us to our faith in God and our growth in Jesus Christ. Look past his height and appearance, Samuel, for man sees the outward appearance. They see the strength of the man's arms, but the Lord looks into the heart. Listen to Heroes in the Bible with Dr. Tony Evans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.